Welcome to the Pinocchio Project. I'm your host, Mitch Friedman. Ideas have consequences, and every day you're exposed to ideas that promise human flourishing. Our mission here on the Pinocchio Project is to equip you to examine these everyday ideas so that you can determine for yourself whether or not they deliver on their promises. Hello out there, Pinocchio Project consumers. Uh, Mitch Friedman here. Uh, this is a little bit of a non-traditional, unorthodox uh, setting for the Pinocchio Project, uh, particularly as we have just launched our video presentation. Well, this is a video presentation, just not one we'll be using uh, typically. We have some, uh, I don't know if I want to say complications, but there were some challenges to our uh, shooting environment, our video environment uh, this week. So, I'm just going to be coming to you off my laptop. Isn't technology amazing? I'm so grateful for it and glad to be coming uh, to you uh, via my uh, laptop setup. I will also segregate the audio portion and load it into our podcast platform on all the uh, uh, platforms that you're used to. Uh, So this podcast and video presentation will drop on Monday, the 16th of January, just a few days. Uh, So, I mean, it's a little bit uh, unusual. It's going to be a shorter version today uh, just because of the setup uh, functionality. Uh, What I wanted to do was not just come on and say, oh, we're having some challenges. I actually wanted to give you a little bit of worldview idea generation to uh, chew on. As you remember, the uh, goal of the Pinocchio Project is to equip you to examine everyday ideas uh, that promise human flourishing uh, so that you can determine for yourself whether or not they can deliver on your promises. Uh, And so a big part of flourishing is your physical condition and, you know, how your body's doing, how your systems are doing, how you're feeling. Uh, And uh, when I'm not feeling so well and my systems are in question, I typically seek out medical advice And when I seek out medical advice, uh, I'm looking for a doctor or a PA or a nurse practitioner. Uh, And when I uh, trust a doctor or a PA or a nurse practitioner, uh, part of the thing I trust is that they have been educated well, they have been trained well, they have gone through their residencies, their internships, uh, with a view towards specifically helping out my physical systems, my organism. Uh, the way God that has put me together in sequence so that I might have optimum physical flourishing. And when I'm not feeling well, I want a doctor who has been trained appropriately, specifically in systems. Uh, just like when I uh, step foot on an airplane, I want a pilot and a co-pilot who have both been trained in the operation of the physical mechanical systems of that airplane so that that flying tube can get me safely to my destination. Uh, And what I wanted to bring to your attention is, and this is something I've had in the can for a while, as of mm, probably about November of 22, uh, last year in November, I just haven't had a chance to uh, break it out and expose you to these ideas. Uh, But what I wanted to uh, bring to your attention was uh, two things. Uh, when When a student goes to medical school, uh, they typically have this, what I would call formal pledge or oath procedure, uh, where they all stand together and uh, make their 
intentions known based on whatever that particular school says is a requirement of their commitments uh, in their studies as they move towards being uh, ordained or certified or licensed in their specialty fields or their general practice fields. Uh, so what I want to do is I want to give you an illustration uh, from two particular schools uh, that recently had what they would call their pledge or oath ceremonies or white coat ceremonies, if you will. Uh, something about getting a white coat if you're a doctor. I remember Patch Adams. Now, they're not all required to wear those noses. But I wanted to give you a couple of uh, uh, text excerpts from white coat ceremonies, two different schools uh, about the same time in mid to late 2022. One is, and I'm going to now switch over to my uh, my PowerPoint presentation. One is from a school in Texas, which is where I am. And that school is uh, University of Texas at Houston Medical School. This is from their student ethical pledge. Now, listen to the commitments that these students make. Okay, ready? Here we go. I publicly acknowledge, now this is just going to be a roster. This is going to be a bullet point list, so stay with me. And let me know if you affirm that this is what you'd like your uh, students who may be, coming, uh, may be becoming your doctor at some point whether or not these are the points you'd like them to commit to as they focus on their studies, their training, and their licensing. I publicly acknowledge and accept the privileges and responsibilities given to me today as a physician in training and dedicate myself to provide care to those in need. Sounds good. I will approach all aspects of my education with honesty and integrity, embracing opportunities to learn from patients, teachers, and colleagues like that. I will always maintain the highest standards of professional conduct. I really like that, especially when it includes rigorous training and bedside manner. I will certify only that which I have personally verified, and I will neither receive nor give unauthorized assistance on examinations. I will value the knowledge and wisdom of the physicians who have preceded me. I will recognize my weaknesses and strengths and strive to develop those qualities that will earn the respect of my patients, my colleagues, my family, and myself. I will respect all humanity, and I will respect the right and decisions of all patients and will attend to them with compassion and without bias. I will maintain patient confidentiality and be tactful in my words and my actions. I will value the diversity of my patients' experiences, cultures, and beliefs because it enhances my ability to care for them and enriches my education. I will not forget that there is an art to medicine as well as a science and that warmth, sympathy, and understanding are integral to patient care. Read again, Bedside Manner. Sounds good so far, doesn't it? Well, it continues. I will maintain patient confidentiality and be tactful in my words and actions. I will value the limit I will value the knowledge of my own limitations and those of medicine and I commit myself now to a lifelong journey of learning how to cure, relieve and comfort with humility and compassion. And one more, I make these promises solemnly, freely and upon my honor.
Now, I don't know about you, but that seems like a good jumping off point, a good platform for beginning an education and a training toward licensure and the, uh, the trust that a patient must put into a doctor. So uh, I'm really okay with that. That seems like a, uh, a good roster, a good menu, a, a good listing of commitments necessary to begin the pursuit of a medical career. Well, I want you to compare and contrast uh, this ethical pledge, if you will, from the University of Texas at Houston Medical Center with the October white coat ceremony or the white coat oath from the University of Minnesota Twin Cities Med School, particularly their class of 2026, which uh, launched in October of 2022. And I want you to see if you can tell any differences in focus and attention and commitment, uh, particularly when it comes to some of the cultural uh, insistence on what I would call the woke agenda. There, I said it. Spoiler alert. Ready? Here are the commitments of the physicians in training as they begin their journey toward licensure in the University of Minnesota Twin Cities Medical School class of 26. Here we go. Now, I've seen the video on this. All of the students are standing, uh, facing toward the person giving them the oath, and they are repeating. Uh, so this is a community uh, if you will, peer pressured led event uh, with a affirmation of these commitments toward training and licensure. Here we go. With gratitude, we, the students of the University of Minnesota Twin Cities Medical School class of 2026, stand here today among our friends, families, peers, mentors, and communities who have supported us in reaching this milestone. Sounds good so far. Our institution is located on Dakota land. Today, many indigenous people from throughout the state, including Dakota and Jibibwe, call the Twin Cities home. We also recognize that this acknowledgement is not enough. We commit to uprooting the legacy. Now tell me if this sounds like medical practice to you and helping the uh, physical organism to flourish. We commit to uprooting the legacy and perpetuation of structural violence deeply embedded within the health care system. We recognize inequities built by past and present traumas rooted in white supremacy, colonialism, the gender binary, ableism, and all forms of oppression. I'm not sure who I'm calling to make an appointment when I have a, a sinus infection. As we enter this profession with opportunity for growth, we commit to promoting a culture of anti-racism, listening and amplifying voices for positive change. We pledge to honor all indigenous ways of healing that have been historically marginalized by Western medicine. So these are those, the, these, these, First-year students are in the West. Now we are promising to honor all the ways marginalized by the same Western medicine. Let me start that again. 
We pledge to honor all indigenous ways of healing that have been historically marginalized by Western medicine, knowing that health is intimately connected to our environment, and we now commit to healing our planet and our communities. I'm okay if the planet's okay, but when I choose a doctor, it's less about environmentalism and more about what's going on in Mitch's immune system. I'm not sure if that's the case for you as well. More vows. We vow to embrace our role as community members and strive to embody cultural humility. We promise to continue restoring trust in the medical system and fulfilling our responsibility as educators and advocates. We commit to collaborating with social, political, and additional systems to advance health equity. Now, there's, there are all kind of nuances and layers of, of the recent woke engagement that's woven, that are woven into these statements. We will learn from the scientific innovations made before us and pledge to advance and share this knowledge with peers and neighbors. Now, that sounds good. We recognize the importance of being in community with and advocating for those we serve. Now, these last two statements, I would say, are appropriate to a pledge towards training and licensure uh, as you care for the human organism and all of the functions therein. Again, with gratitude, these are commitments we make as students of the University of Minnesota Twin Cities Medical School Class of 2026. So what's going on here? What, is, what, are, what are these statements and these vows saying about what we would ask in worldview consideration? What does it mean to be human? The question of humanity. What's wrong with the world? The question of problems. What can be done to fix it? The question of remedies. And what's my part in bringing uh, to destination the solutions required? So basically, if you were going to choose a doctor from either University of Texas at Houston Medical School, a product of their training, or a product of the class of 2026, University of Minnesota Twin Cities Medical School, what would you say is your best option? How would you summarize what's going on here? When it comes to medical care, which is the best point, which school has the best, best points of focus regarding care for the human organism and all of the systems therein? Uh, and if you think that this is a, uh, uh, the Twin Cities white coat oath is a uh, isolated case, you would be wrong. It, this is a growing fabric of required uh, uh, compliance. Although, uh, when, when the University of Minnesota Twin Cities Medical School was called out uh, on this quote-unquote pledge that was required, they said by no means is, are, are these required statements. Uh, but if you look at the video, you'll see an almost mechanistic uh, kind of side-eye terror in 
how these students are responding to what was obviously for many of them a surprise points of their commitment. Uh, but most of them, uh, actually, I didn't see anyone who was not moving their mouth, at least. I don't know if any words were coming out, if any amplification was coming out. But as to peer pressure, it is a powerful tool for compliance. So this is the, this is the water that you swim in. This, these are the cultural uh, underpinnings that mark your everyday life in uh, a society that's more and more attuned to the oppressor-oppressed dichotomy. And I don't want to go too far afield, but as we've said, uh, it's really not a field, but I, I guess just as a reminder, any, any framework for what it means to be human that has a differentiation between an oppressor and oppressed and has two separate categories has automatically violated a couple of points of reality in a biblical worldview. One is that we are all in Adam, so we're all one tribe that are marked by sin. And then also for those of us in Christ, we are now those who have been redeemed from Adam. We are in the new man and we are called to be agents of redemption. But to, to insist on a Marxist dichotomy or a separation of oppressed and oppressor with a power dynamic always in play is to insist that division and violent diversity, not unified movements toward being assimilated together, violent diversity will always be the calling card and the tip of the spear for human interaction. Uh, so I just wanted to bring that to you. Again, this is a little different framework today. As a matter of fact, I see up in the top right corner, top left for you, that my my wall, my prop, is not covering. Watch this. Ready? The magic of television. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, let me move it this way. There we go. All right, now the wall's right behind me. The wall. So, uh... I hope this is helpful to you, but be careful when you choose a doctor. You don't know what pledges they've made, what oaths they have put on the airwaves. Uh, all I want from my doctor is someone who's interested in restoring the physical processes of this beautiful machine that God has blessed me with, this physiology that is miraculously put together. That's what doctors are for. First, do no harm when it comes to the restoration and flourishing of this beautiful creation, which is a gift. Hope you appreciate your gift today. For the Pinocchio Project, Mitch Friedman, signing off. Thanks so much for being with us on the Pinocchio Project today. If this podcast has value for you, please subscribe or follow. Give us a five-star rating and share. If you have an everyday idea you'd like to submit for us to examine, simply email us at pinocchioprojectpod at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at pinocchiopod, or you can hit the links in the show notes below. Thanks again for listening, and remember, your everyday ideas have significant consequences.